Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Tell me about the exciting things, the highs. Oh, I, I am fortunate enough to have quite a number of highs. That one I have a list. Um, <laughs> so, so I have to say um, I have been able to experience quite a bit of highs in my life, in my journey, because of the, the surrounding um, mentorship and the people I've met along the way who've been very instrumental. So let's see. So. I have to say my my husband is my biggest supporter and my biggest challenger. Challenger in terms of he's always pushing me to do great things. He's like, you have to dream big. Stop mm. dreaming small. You have to dream big. You have to always so he's always he's always pushed me to to be great. And he he's my greatest mentor, my greatest friend, and my greatest cheerleader. Yeah, so because once we had the baby and we still kept pushing, you know, he was, he, he, he's been really instrumental. And my parents have been really instrumental. Okay, so even as I'm following my science career in the background, my family has always been, been very, very supportive. So that said, um, one, the fact that I was able to get a fully funded studentship is not very many people who have access to it for a master's. I know people who are still struggling. So that for me was a very good high because I was getting paid. I was getting a stipend and they were paying my research. They were paying for my research. It's not every day you get that. So I was really, really grateful for that. That was a good high for me. And then during that time when I was doing my master's at Calro, um, there's a um, one of the researchers who had gone to the University of Minnesota to do their PhD. And during that time, when I was doing my research, they came back. Yeah, and he had been funded by the Bolog. Um, it's called a Beechel Bolog uh, Scholarship. So when he came back, he, I, he was also a bit breeder, and he still is. Um, he, we interacted quite a bit with him as we were working in the field. So he's called Dr. Godwin Masharia. And... You know, I got to learn all of the opportunities that are out there. I mean, through him, I, I, I got, I got, let's say, um, enlightened of the fact that there are things you can do outside your country, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to just study here. When he came, he was an inspiration to so many of us. So he also let me know that there are opportunities for you to do fellowships and small, short-term, short-term um research opportunities in other places yeah so you can actually expand your research outside of the confines of your country so i i went looking i went searching and i found uh, an opportunity called the bolog leap bolog leap fellowship so it's the bolog uh, leadership enhancement in agricultural program for africans and at the time 
um, I was eligible because I was doing my, my master's and they were looking for people who are studying. And mm-hmm. what they did was they funded you for $20,000 to work with a mentor from the U.S., from a CG institute and from your home institute. And for me, I'm like, oh my God, this is the perfect opportunity. I have a home mentor, Dr. Godwin, who had just come back. I knew people from Simit. I was working with Dr. Sridhar Bhavani at the time. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Godwin also had a mentor at the University of Minnesota. So, oh my God, I can work this. So this was like a week to the deadline. And I'm like, Dr. Tari, I, I always call him Dr. Tari. I want to apply for this. Will you support me? He's like, yes. And I approached Dr. Sridhar Bhavani. He's like, yes, I'll support you. Mm-hmm. So he 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 connected with his his uh, PhD mentor, his PhD supervisor called Dr. Jim Anderson. And mm-hmm. we wrote the application. I I remember I stayed up, up to like 3 p.m. on the last day writing that proposal. And I sent it to him and to the, the supervisor in the United States. And he looked at it and it was okay. And he signed and I sent so I sent and I, I applied. And I think like a month down the line, I was called for the interviews and I couldn't believe it. As in, I've applied for something oh. that's international and I can actually Last go. Minute. Oh, that was one of my very, very fast highs. And it was amazing. I It was amazing. It exposed me to working. So I went to the University of Minnesota actually for six months in the US. Mm, that was the nice. first time I had to leave my family behind. Um, it was tough. It was tough. How is it? How is it because you, you said oh. you're this paranoid mother. <laughs> I am. Oh my, I am super. How was it for so you? It was, it was, your kid behind. It was tough. It was tough leaving my son and my and my husband. We were still we we hadn't gotten married officially at the time. This was in 2014, <laughs> so mm. we were still sort of dating. Well, not dating, in a serious relationship, but we hadn't gotten married. So mm. it was tough having to leave my son. I think he was like, he was like, I think six or five, mm-hmm. six, I think at the time. He had just started school. Oh, mm-hmm. <sighs> And you know, and so he stayed with my mom while I was away so that my husband could also work, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was tough. I called him every single day when I was in the U.S., I miss. I think I missed him more than he missed me. <laughs> because when you go to the US, you're in a new country. Yeah. Um, of course, you, you don't know how people live. You also don't want to be too overexcited and reaching out because, you know, in, in, in Kenya, in Africa, we are very open, yeah. you know. So it's not something. And I went in summer, so everybody was hyped up and there were, Always going out, and I'm like, oh my god, okay, you know these are not things I used to. I'm used to doing, and I got lost. Trust me, the first day I arrived, I got lost. I went to campus on the first day, mm-hmm. and on coming back to where I was living, I got lost. I think I took like three buses. <laughs> I got lost, <laughs> and then I didn't have internet. I started walking around. Thank God it was in summer because it was daylight until ten o'clock in the night. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> so. I walked, I walked, I walked, I walked, and then I came to this lady. The only thing I knew is that I live on Barrett Street. That's the only thing I knew. Mm. I knew if I could find myself on Barrett Street, I would identify the house because I was living with a lady. I'd rented mm. a room with a lady. Mm. And so I found some some ladies just outside talking. You know, they were very elderly, so I'm like, okay, at least this was I think I can approach mm. and ask, where is Barrett Street? And they directed. So they looked for it on their map and they directed mm. me. Oh, my God, that was an experience. I got home at 10. Wow. 
but yes new country new things you get to adapt but i never got lost after that so yeah um but that was a very good like high for me because i i also Sorry. yes i like that you said that um when you go out you're the one who misses people more than they miss you oh i missed them it's true mm. <laughs> Yeah, it was a high because Yeah, because you see you're in a new country. I mean, it was a high because um it was a high because I was able to apply for funding. I was able to work with, you know, with people together, collaborate with my mentors, put together a proposal that I was accepted and I was able to go and get exposed to new technologies. So, I was able to get exposed to sequencing at the time genotyping by sequencing was a technique that was becoming very um very very common. And I was I was able to do that with my populations that I was working on on meat, and you know work with a different set of people and realize that you don't have to do science on a local scale. You may you have the platform to do it globally. Yeah. All you have to do is apply, go for it. It might be scary, but you can do it. So for me, it was kind of the opening or. It was the platform for me to get exposed to international science and from then on I don't think I've ever looked back. And I really liked it because it also gave me the opportunity to attend quite a number of international conferences. So mm-hmm. through the Bolog Leap fellowship I have been able to attend I think two World Food Prize um World Food Prize conferences in Illinois. You know, mm. the home of Bolog Bolog um is the is is referred to as the father of the green revolution you know um and i went to his hometown i've attended the world food prize uh, celebrations and the conference twice through um the funding of the bolog leap fellowship and i got to meet so many other people along the way and that was amazing so for me it was it opened up the way for me from then on i've always wanted to just do things I guess global if I might say. So that was on one of my very first highs. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another one? Yes. That's so a, that was a good one. It was it was it was exciting for me. Scary a bit because it was a new country but it was definitely exciting. Um and so I I was actually I'm very lucky to still even be in contact with Dr. Gordon Masharia because he'll also be very very instrumental in my life. He's also been a mentor. So when I came back, um, when I came back after the six months, I completed um, my my research work, wrote up my reports. Mm. And at the time, you know, I was still also working as a research assistant in in Carl Ronjoro, right? So we are still also doing the phenotyping, um, doing the phenotyping and... One of the one of the things um, that I really liked about Njoro, and you know, we might not have been getting paid much, or but the opportunities that it laid for me to get connected to network, because every year, every single year, there would be scientists from all over the world who would come there. You're there working with them in the fields. You get the opportunity to actually talk to them one on one. So that is something that I have to always be grateful for for Njoro. I met so many scientists. Um, Ravi Singh is a phenomenal scientist who is known in, in wheat. He's received several awards and he used to come to Njoro every every season. Julio, um, so many other scientists. You know, Matt Rouse is a famous, is, is very good in wheat path, um, pathology. And I actually got to work with him. So I first met him in Njoro 
And then when I went to the University of Minnesota in the USDA uh, ARS lab, I got to work with him, you know? Um, so the one thing I have to say is the fact that I got exposed to so many, um, so many international scientists was always a high for me because it opened up doors. It, it really did. It opened up doors. So um, I have to mention um, that I, I can't remember exactly when I went for this conference, but um, there was a conference for scientists working in the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation project. And we had one of those projects running in Joro. Okay. We had one of those projects running in Joro. So I got the opportunity to actually attend. Myself and Godwin went to the UK. I can't remember which year it was. I honestly can't. But we went to the UK to attend one of those connection workshops. It was called a, a connection workshops, a BMGF connection workshop. We were at the Windsor Hotel. Can you imagine? Right next to the Windsor Castle. Where? Science is fun. You also get to travel. I know. Yeah. Ah, that was fun. So I we went to the Windsor Castle and I met, I met so many, many people. I met Kathy Khan. Kathy Khan was the director for agricultural um you know agricultural projects for the bmgf it was amazing it was it was exciting to meet her i also met um i mean dr jaga at the time he also was working in becca jaga he was still working in becca and i met him there and i also met um professor christopher wawi so christopher wawi is um professor from the johnine center and i met him at that at that workshop and later on he also came to Njoro and I met him and he always inspired me because, I mean, he's in John Innes. John Innes is like the, the best place to be in terms of plant science, one of the best institutions in the world to work in. So he was always, he really inspired me, to be honest, when I met him. So I met him and then I went and Googled him. Okay, typical. Uh, so typical. Then I got to see, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I went and got to see all the work that he's doing in wheat, and he was working on wheat, right? Mm-hmm. And he actually got to come to Njoro and present to us on what he was doing. And you know, the one thing that really, really struck me mm-hmm. is that he could present mm-hmm. and you would understand every single thing he said. Do you know, we never really get skills. formal. Exactly, formal teaching on how to do presentations. You will literally have to learn that by yourself as a master's student. You you put up presentations, you want to say everything that you've done. You end up having 30 slides and time runs out. But what I was so impressed with, with, with Dr. Christopher is he presented and he was working on, um, on trying to find uh, genes that are responsible for wheat yields. And I literally understood everything. And I'm like, wow, I want to present like that one day. I do. And he always, he always, um, he was always an, a mentor, an inspiration to me too, where I want to get to. I want to be this scientist who can communicate science to a layman and he would understand. And it was getting yeah. to do such high-end science, you know. So he's always, that was a high for me. I was really inspired by him. And... At the time, so this is actually a law I forgot to say. I, I, and I didn't remember it until I talked about Dr. Uh, Professor Christopher okay. because he also had a, a, um, a PhD um, that was in his lab at the time, right? But I couldn't take advantage of it because I still hadn't finished my master's. 
and my my kids were still so young i couldn't leave them for so long this was a full time phd in the in the uk for like 4 years and i really felt bad that i had to let that go i did that one because christabel was such such an inspiration to me i'm like oh my god i would really want to i would love to work with him yeah. but i couldn't at mm. the time i hadn't finished and my family was also still pretty young at the time i had to consider them i didn't want to leave them you know yeah. at such a young age so that is something but now i remember i remember that one that one i really felt bad letting go <laughs> i had to let go of it but i felt it. that one i really did but yes so um the reason i'm saying um christabel um is 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 one of the meeting dr christabel was one of the highs for me because um i got to attend one of the one of the very first um workshops i attended at becca was actually led by him mm-hmm. and um dr olu oluwashesho inola so um olu um allow me to just call him olu because i've just called him olu um <laughs> he was also christabel's phd student mm-hmm. and and you could actually see how much um he has grown from working with him because he olu can also I, if you've attended any of olu's presentations he's one of those people who can communicate science to anybody and you'll get it mm. you know and he's brilliant you know he's 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 really brilliant at what he does and he's such a great mentor and so yeah so i got to attend one of those very first beka workshops with them and they were the one leading it so it was dr christabel wawi uh, professor brande wolf um who's also from the joniness and then dr olu i mean olu as well mm. so um the other really high high for me was in one of the in 2017 actually mm-hmm. when i was attending um a world the world food prize uh conferences in in illinois um mm. i met christabel at one of the workshops you know i met christabel at one of the workshops and he mentioned that we are starting um a bioinformatics community of practice you know that's actually how i got to know about it through networking talking mm. you are actually having i think you are having like the cheese rolls that you have at networking sessions in conferences you know i remember not liking uh-huh. that cheese ball at all i hate cheese <laughs> but the only thing that stuck with me is that i'm talking to christopher and he mentioned that um they are starting up a bioinformatics community of practice and they've actually just started sending out applications but unfortunately how it works is that they are sending it to institutions within africa so they are sending it to institutions and then institutions would nominate who to go for okay the fellowships and i'm like okay this is amazing i have to take advantage of this one i'm like thank you so much for letting me do you know who in ilri or in becca is in charge is like yeah you should talk to jombaka who is the head of bioinformatics and um dr wellington ekaya i'm like okay thank you mm-hmm. i'm definitely going to write them an email that very night before i went to bed i wrote an email to joyce so you remember i told you i met joyce at one of yes. the workshops yeah. joyce njuguna yeah. who was the bioinformatician yeah and she told me yes we are starting to we are we are starting we've already sent out applications to institutions we in fact we sent one out to Calro and I'm like they sent one out to Calro headquarters mm-hmm. in Nairobi and I'm in Joro they will never even know about me mm. mm-hmm. you know what i did when i went back home i wrote to 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 Jean Bacar and Wellington 
I think I wrote them so many emails. <laughs> I wrote them emails um, until they gave me an opportunity to apply. So I applied directly. Wow. I did not apply through an institution. I was wow. so adamant. This is something I really, really wanted. I wanted hey. to. I want to know what bioinformatics is. I want to get formal training. That's what I was telling myself at the time. So I sent them like three, four emails, each of them. And like two days to the deadline, they sent me and told me, we thank you. We've decided to give you an opportunity to apply as an individual. And I applied. Mm. And I was like, thank you. Wow, oh, that a, was a high for me. I didn't even think I would get the opportunity. Yes. I, you know, I didn't even get, I didn't even think I would get the opportunity to apply. That was a high. And to make it even more of a high, mm. I was selected i was selected to actually attend that bioinformatics cop that was that was a huge high for me very big wow. it was it was so exciting because i mean um john baka is now my boss he's yeah. called jb i call him jb mm-hmm. and olu is a mentor um and it has opened up so many opportunities for me i mean I I got to attend the plant genomics um, conference, the plant and animal genomic conference in 2019. No, in 2020, January, from the work that we did from the bioinformatics COP. So yeah. that was also one of my very, very highs um, in terms of presenting my work or the work that I'm involved in in a, in a, in a worldwide platform. Because yeah. I remember even going to the US in 2014, I remember... Um, some of Dr. Jim Anderson's students saying, wow, I'm getting the opportunity to represent at PAG. You know, it's mm-hmm. called PAG. And I'm like, what is PAG? They're like, it's only the biggest genomics conference you can get the opportunity to present in. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's nice. You know, that was in 2014. I didn't even think I would ever get the opportunity. And here yeah. I am in 2020 after being a fellow okay. and then working with, with Olu and JB and Christabel and meeting, you remember Dr. Alan Vindines that I told you I met yes, also? Mm-hmm. So all this came together and gave me the opportunity to present the work that we were doing on whole genome sequencing of Lab Lab and African Yambin at PAG. Wow, that was a high for wow. me. I really enjoyed it. And it's a big, big conference. You go there and you get confused. Where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you not go? It's huge. But it's also so exciting because you get to meet so many people. And I got to meet. Um, Joyce there, Joyce Njuguna, who was actually now working. You remember she was the bioinformatician when I went yeah. to Becca the first time. She was working yeah. the position I'm working in now. And I also got to meet Milka. You know Milka Kigoni, right? Yes. I've You've actually interviewed, interviewed Milka. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. So it was such a high for me because I got to meet these ladies. They are, you know, they are, they are, they are, Everywhere in the world, they are, they are living their dreams. They're such inspirations for me. Mm. They've been inspirations for me, and I got to meet them in Pag. And that was, that was a good month for me. <laughs> it was a good high for me at that time. Um, and it also just served to, to, to inspire me not to give up in this journey of science. So um, mentorship is very, very important for me, and networking has been key, has been very, very key. Um, it has it has opened up opportunities, um, so many of them actually. So yeah, I can see um, that throughout your journey you've been talking mm-hmm. about you know how these people connect to this and this, and it's the resilience for exactly. me that you know stands out. 